Welcome back, fans of the Volley Chief. This is a freelancing episode. That's what I decided to call episodes where I don't have a guest and I'm winging it. So we're going with freelancing as the official title. A couple topics I wanted to go over today. I had some questions about my command board and uh, the, the cheat sheet that I made. I've had a few people email them to me. If uh, you're interested, I could send you a PDF of the cheat sheet that I made. Again, I had a few people email asking questions, so I thought I'd show you what I made and what I used, um, you know, I'm kind of on my own. Now, I'm not talking about like your official command board. We have all have different response uh, ways, if you will. When I was an assistant chief, I still responded in my own personal vehicle. So I didn't have a command board in it. Uh, our department only has two command boards, one in the, uh, in the uh, rescue truck, which is more of an MCI command board, and then one in the chief's car, which is the standard incident command board that we're all used to at a fire scene. I realized the, the, the week that I was becoming chief that I needed something just in the event that I was by myself and I didn't have the, the backup of the machine with me and not the command board, but I could still run an operation. So I went out and I bought the next best thing, a command clipboard. This one had a calculator, so it puts it a little bit above uh, everybody else's. And I actually just created a, a very, very simple cheat sheet. I did it on uh, in Microsoft, and then I printed it out on a quality paper of a little bit of thickness. And it, it's really, it's not much. I mean, I'll gladly email this to anybody who wants a copy of it. Uh, but it, it's basics, right? Date and time of alarm, address, incident number. Uh, if you brought in outside agencies, who was there, the fire marshal, the police, the gas company, power company, water company, Red Cross, and then your assignments, right? Who's your IC? Who's fire attack, search, vet, safety, writ? Who's handling utilities? Who's EMS and rehab? What companies are on scene? I had all the companies in there so I could just circle them. Mutual aid notes, building construction, heights, width, standpipes, sprinklers, hazards, time marks, where your staging area was, an area for a diagram, dispatch uh, channels. And then on the back, at, at one point when I had money, the back was in red for Mayday. But just, you know, Mayday stuff, your location of the unit, uh, name of the member, air supply, resources deployed, who the writ was, who was the rescue chief, additional units, what radio channel, did we have additional EMS coming, times, what time were they there? Also some notes, right? Maintain radio discipline, have a full box respond for mutual aid. Don't forget to replace the writ. Determine the number of members involved in the Mayday. I think that's a giant pitfall when it comes to Mayday training. And I, I actually conducted a couple of real good uh, scenarios over time where we, we train for one member to be down normally. And it's a great curveball if you're running a drill. Have two members, have three members, have a whole company go down. We did a phenomenal drill one time. We used one of the auxiliary buildings for the fire department. We put smoke machines in. We smoked it all out. And I told everyone that we would just do like a rotation of going in and getting a person out. And what I actually had was I had a couple members down at once. So instead of it being one person down, there's more than one. 
sidebar, but that's just something I've always noticed. We always train for one mayday. Uh, conduct a par, any notes, injuries. Do I need a fire watch? Did I notify the building inspector, the mayor? Did we have a press conference? And then building owner, phone numbers, and occupants. But it was something cheap and easy that I made. Um, it doesn't have to be too crazy, right? I always joke because originally I had structure fire uh, worksheet on the top, but then I added tactical worksheet. So now if I'm going to sell it, it's an upcharge for the tactical worksheet. Very simple. A lot of people, I'm a big fan of checklists uh, and, and have them for different types of incidents, right? Have one for your structure fires, have one for a technical rescue, have one for a hazmat, get one for an active shooter type scene. All these things, we, we in the volunteer world, we don't do it enough. Even sometimes in the paid world, uh, we don't do it enough where we could remember all these little nuances and benchmarks. It, it's a great prompt, if anything. If you, I'm not saying you have to stand in front of a building and, and read it line by line, but if you're skimming over it and you might for, for, you know, prompt you to remember something or realize you missed something. So it's just a good tool to have in the command post. The other command posts that I have are I actually – we had these made up at work. Uh, they're done by, and this is not at all, they're not sponsoring the video. They're not, uh, you know, there's no, uh, there's no business link there. I, we just use them. They're made by a company called Curb Appeal Customs in Connecticut. It's, uh, you know, curbappealcustoms at gmail.com if you're interested in them. And right now, most apartments, we have the, the suitcase style command board, right? Get to the scene, set it up, get the big whiteboard. What actually uh, the gentleman at, at Ryan at, Curb Appeal Customs did was he made giant magnets to go over the top of the command board. So there's one for multi-story or a high-rise building. I'll get to the good one in a second here. Uh, one or two-story commercial. Here's your three wood, three-story wood frame residential. But this is the bread and butter one up here in New England. And this is the two and a half story residential. Uh, wood frame. So what you do is you arrive on scene, you set up your command board, you slap this bad boy right on the top, and it gives you already set, ready to go. So it's got your diagram, you know, your your stories, your exposures, your companies right on top of the command board. It, it saves you some time. It also makes things a little bit uh, more organized, a little bit neater. And again, it's Curb Appeal Customs. That's the company that makes these. I, uh, I enjoy them. I think they work well. We use them at, at work uh, a lot. And they're relatively inexpensive, just a good cheat sheet. So instead of having to constantly draw this stuff out, it's it's pre-drawn for you. And there, the four of them are a three wood, a two and a half wood, one to two story commercial, and then a multi-story building, either commercial or residential. But those are another great uh, tool to have at the command post. Um, as I said, I, I use them when I teach the Volley Chief uh, command uh, class that I offer. If, by the way, if you're interested in my Volley Chief Command class, it is a two and a half hour class that discusses the uh, need for incident command and incident staffing through volunteer departments. You can shoot me an email at thevolleychief at gmail.com and I will gladly send you a quote. Uh, that was a good, I should have done like a sponsored by message there. But those are some of the, the little tricks and the tips that I have at the command uh, board that I used over time. Uh, again, if you're if you're interested in any of this stuff, shoot me an email. I got no problem sending it to you. Apologize for turning my head and having the craziness here. I haven't uh, fully figured things out. But uh, I just, again, received some emails, some questions about what my cheat sheet was, and I just thought that'd be a good way to show you. 
Uh, second topic for tonight for Potpourri. Last episode, we had uh, Joe Lasella on. He's the emergency management director. We talked about emergency preparedness. And our upcoming incident was a snowstorm. And then within the past uh, 24, 48 hours, we had an interesting event nationwide that had us thinking some emergency plans. And that was the AT&T cell phone outage. A large portion of the this area, the Northeast, the, the country, AT&T cell service was down for hours. And it got us thinking, like, what would happen if we had a total cell phone failure these days? Uh I actually saw a tweet from the Boston Fire Department that they still have their GameWell system up. And again, we're going to have a, a GameWell expert come in soon and do a, a conversation on GameWell systems. Uh, they're, they're still around in New England. We got rid of ours in Derby about five, six years ago. We would be out of that game if, if we lost cell service. But it, it was just funny to see, you know, a system that was designed, uh, what has got to be, 150, 140 years ago is what was uh, going to be relied on in the event of an emergency. But have a plan. We talked about this last week about having plans, but think about it. If suddenly your organization, your volunteer organization, lost cell service, what would you do? And it's, it's I was, again, pondering what would happen. Right now, the overwhelming majority of us rely on a, a app, right, to get our calls. And if if we lost that, or even if we lost the ability to text, the ability to send those messages, how would we get members' attention? How would we do things? We don't have the horn system anymore, right? We can't, you know, sound, uh, I forgot what it was. I think it was uh, Box 88 was the one that mobilized the civil defense. I forgot there was another box in Derby that would call all members to quarters. And uh, we don't have those systems anymore. Now, an interesting workaround was, although all the self-service went down, Wi-Fi was still working, and a lot of us were able to communicate via social media. Uh, our agencies, the storms, even the Derby Fire Department, we had closed Facebook groups just to share information and and you know post some pictures and, and kind of make it like a, a community firehouse, if you will, uh, one firehouse out of the whole department. And I, I started thinking, geez, that would be a good way in the event that we lost cell service or texting and cell service, but we still had internet, you know, you could hit the social media networks that you need members to report to the firehouse. You're going to have to probably do staffing or come up with some type of plan. Uh, but if you lost all of that, you know, if you did lose cell service, you lost internet, if there was some kind of large blackout, what would you do? Uh, we're talking about it now. I'm, I'm thinking you'd have to go, obviously, old tech back to pagers. Again, what's the problem with pagers? No one carries them anymore because we all have an app on our phone that we could listen to the scanner. But that would be the, I would say the best thing. People, the oddities out there still have a landline. I still have a landline at my house, not out of, uh, it's out of, uh, I guess you'd say, uh, I'm not sure what the word would be right now, but I have it because it's sentimental. Let's put it that way, the landline. Uh, but if if these systems go down, if you lose cell, you lose text, you lose internet, how are you calling your members in? Again, a simple tone out over the, the radio channels would be fine. And, and those systems obviously are separate. So you'd be able to, uh, you know, tone out and do things. But even that, thinking about we use a regional dispatch center. So our dispatch center is reliant on a cell link. Uh, I'm not a radio guru by any means. Those are our whole different topics of conversation. But it, it's just another thing that we should have a plan for. And in the crazy world that we're living in, 
a complete loss of, of technology and communications could be a problem. I mean, I actually do remember years ago, there was a, a motor vehicle accident in downtown. It took out the right telephone pole and the police station was still dispatching us. They lost the ability to dispatch us. And if it wasn't for the fact that you had a few members who heard the car accident on the police radio and before the communications went down with the police station, they were actually on their mobile radios back in the you know the 90s when we had mobile radios in the cars. And they, they were just making announcements just to whoever could hear us. There's an accident. There's an extrication uh, on Route 34. And it, it got some members there because a few people heard it. But it, it's just a little bit of us becoming over-reliant on technology. And sometimes, you know, we, we got to think, well, God, what happens if we lose that technology? So that's a, a phenomenal topic of conversation. Uh, it, it's one of those plans that you make, you put on the shelf, you hope you never need. But let's be honest, thinking back, I, I mean, it's not the first time one of the cell carriers lost cell service. We know there's a lot of interesting and dangerous uh, types of, of cyber attack, terror attacks that could befall us. And again, the communication disruption is is one of those things that we should plan for now to prepare for in the future. And uh, I almost threw Star Wars there when I said communication disruption can only mean one thing, but I refrained. Uh, and again, good topic of conversation to have with your members. Hey, what do we do if we lose everything? If we can't communicate, if we lose our, our cell service, if we lose our dispatch apps, if we lose the ability to talk, how are we going to get members to the, to the fire station to know that there's an emergency? And uh, great topic of conversation. So I let you roll with that one right there. Uh, the final part of this freelancing episode, and again, I know it's a short episode. Uh, I've got some reorganization coming up. I've got a lot of, uh, I've got to actually schedule some days of recording. I've got about 25 to 30 guests that I've lined up. Uh, I'm going to try to create a goal of having a, a member from every state come on and, uh, you know, interview somebody from every state. And, and I've started already. Uh, I put some feelers out. Again, if you want to be on the show, thevolleychief at gmail.com. I'll email you a little form. We'll have a chat and we'll start scheduling. So I, I have my first out-of-state guest coming uh, next week. It'll be an uh, uh, assistant chief out of Texas, right? They say everything's bigger than Texas. Uh, I've never been to Texas, but I've been to a Bucky's. And I understand that that's the the heart and soul of Texas these days is a Bucky's. Uh that's where we're at with the show. I'm, I'm apologizing for this week's short episode. Again, I've decided, though, that these episodes that are just me rambling on for a little while, we'll call them freelancing episodes. So if you see a freelancing episode, it's just going to be me yapping, which is, I guess, better than me uh, tap dancing or coming up with something. A few upcoming events we have. Uh, we attended the Hobson Halligan event the other night in uh, Massachusetts, myself and a few members of the Firehouse. We were invited up there. It was a great night, great time, uh, did a little bit of fundraising, but we've partnered with Hobson Halligans. The Ambulance Corps has in Derby to, to provide a show in November, so there'll be more information coming about that. But uh, the other event we have coming up that we're assisting with is the uh, Storm Ambulance here in Derby. For those of you in the Connecticut region, is going to be hosting a 5K race on July 10th at 7 p.m. at the Bad Sons Brewery. Every uh, runner gets a free beer from the brewery after the event. And then uh, just announced a new sponsor picked up was the Dewdrop Inn, local best wings in Connecticut. They're going to be given for the first 250 registered runner 
a free plate of wings. So that'll be real nice uh, touch. Good race. You get a texture, a metal, a beer, and some wings. I'll put a link in the description below if you're interested in uh, running the race or attending the race. And that's it. Uh, next week, we'll be back. We're going to be speaking to Texas. So I guess we'll be probably be calling that episode Everything's Bigger In. And have a good night and see you later. I do want to about seeing, I'll be assuming Caroline Street Command. I got a two and a half story wood occupied multiple dwelling. I got heavy fire from the second floor, Charlie side. I have an exposure on the Delta side. We have one line stretch, not in operation yet. Primary searches are underway. Status of the fire is doubtful. One passing command, I'm on the first line. There's a speed of five, two story wood frame. I got heavy fire from the Alpha.